All right, and welcome back to Chronic Pain and Paranoia. I didn't even say hello. That's okay. Welcome back, guys. Um, so this week, this is my birthday episode. We Ooh, happy birthday, Emily! So for reference, we usually record on um, Thursdays, and then episode comes out Friday, as you know. Um, so we're recording this a week in advance because next Thursday is my birthday. Yeah. So, you know, a day before this episode will come out, which is weird. But oh, yeah. since this is my birthday episode, technically, um, we're going to talk about Mothman because Mothman. I love Mothman so much and I'm so it. excited. All right, Emily, mm-hmm. how would you rate your pain today? Today, I feel like a slug that was tossed into a pool by an eight-year-old boy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I... I think I say this every time, but that might be my new favorite of yours. Yeah? I felt that so <laughs> hard. Oh my gosh. You know how, like, they're just innocent. They're sitting there. They, yeah. They move slow. Why would you throw it into the, the pool? Cl- it's like the chlorine burning him. Yeah. Slash the salt water. Ooh, I feel like salt water might be worse. Ew, hopefully it's not a salt water pool. Or Rip. else I'll be dying. Yeah. Here. Sad. Who's to say? Yeah. Who's it's- to say what kind of water it is? <laughs> Probably you. Right now it's chlorine. Okay. Okay, we're doing okay then. As okay as you can be as a slug in a pool. Yeah. (laughs) Um, For me today, I would say my lower back is being curb stomped Mm -hmm. by, like, probably Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. Some, like, large man, at least. Yeah, size, like, 14, at least. It, like, freaking hurts. And it, like, it moves around to the uterus because, you know, curbs. Yeah. That's how it works. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like my laughs are going to be really loud this episode. I apologize to headphone users. R.I.P. Thank you for sticking with us. Can you imagine someone listening to this without headphones? No. That makes me want to pass away just a little. For context, context, I did the uh, Shrek face where he's frowning (laughs) and his eyes go all wide. (laughs) She did. I can confirm. (laughs) Confirmed. Uh, All right. So we're going to get through our disclaimer really fast. This podcast contains sensitive material such as violence, murder, paranormal activity, and other adult topics, so listener discretion is advised. While we do research all of our episodes, we are just two Emilys with a microphone and a passion for all things spooky. Take it with a grain of salt. All of our sources will be linked in the show notes. <laughs> We're covering Mothman! Yes! It's Emily's birthday and it's Mothman! I'm so excited about this episode. I've been wanting to do this since before this podcast was a thing. We just love talking about our Mothman yes. friends. And I feel like a lot of people in our neck of the woods really don't know like what Mothman is. Mm-hmm. So, Emily, do you want do you want to get us started on what Mothman looks like? Yes, Mothman is described as a bipedal winged humanoid. Despite his name, which was given to him by newspaper, he is in no way moth-like. He has the appearance... (laughs) He has an appearance more like that of a large humanoid owl. Ew. Disgusting, for starters. Just the description of a humanoid owl. Owls are already gross as they are. They're like... Also, why are they like so long? Have yeah. you seen that? When their, like, body goes up and you're like, yeah. what are looking at? And they're, like, running. You're like, what? Well, now imagine that at seven. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
So his coloration varies from black to gray to brown, although it's usually in the darker shades. Mm -hmm. He's often reported to be about seven feet tall, like I said, with the wingspan of about 10 to 15 feet or more, plus the ability to fly over 100 miles per hour. He's zooming. He's the zoomy. (laughs) The zoomy. Sometimes he's described as not having a head with two huge red eyes set in the chest. These eyes are reported to be glowing or at least reflective. The details of his face and his feet have never been adequately described. One witness who saw the face clearly could only say that the details were horrible and monstrous. She had terrible nightmares and nearly suffered from a nervous breakdown. Oh my gosh. From seeing just this Mothman creature. I do, okay, so I do know a fair amount of Mothman Mm -hmm. lore. But I totally forgot about the fact that his eyes are, like, they look like they're in his chest. That's actually a fact I did not know about. Like, to me, I feel like that means his head shape is so, like, scraggly Mm -hmm. that it's, like, it kind of just continues into his body. Like, he's kind of a hunchy man. I kind of feel like it's giving me Dracula vibes. You know how he walks around with a hunch in his cape? It's like that, but instead of a cape, it's his winged body. Yeah. And, like... Feathery, perhaps? Slash furry? Yeah. Interesting. Uh Uh-huh. A nervous breakdown. Jeez. I'd be scared, too. I kind of want to see his face now just to see if I'd be able to take it. I probably wouldn't be able to. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be honest with ourselves here. Yeah. I'd probably just sit there and cry. Probably. Yeah. That's our first... (laughs) That's your first reaction for all of these things. It makes me laugh so hard. It's the honest truth, though. I create most things, so... At least, at least you know that Emily is honest with you guys on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyone who gets a close look at Mothman seems to suffer from extreme fear and psychological distress, some lasting for months or years afterwards. In particular, people say that a sense of pure evil overcomes them when they see Mothman's eyes. Which is fair, because his eyes are red, like it's stated. Uh-huh. And, like, at least reflective. Mm-hmm. Most people say they're glowing, though, which is interesting. Yeah, like, in the bushes, you know? like Yeah. I wonder, see, the whole, like, psychological thing, which we'll get more into, like, what that specifically feels like in um, kind of our later research here, but I wonder if that's from the encounter itself, mm-hmm. or if he kind of has that supernatural ability, kind of like Bigfoot. Yeah. Because how it's later described, and we can talk about it then as well, um, it really sounds like how people feel when they encounter Bigfoot. Yeah. Like, he carries an aura of fear around him. Well, when we covered the Jersey Devil a couple weeks ago, people described the same thing. Like, they yeah. felt sick to their stomachs. It's just really interesting that it's consistent with cryptids in general. Yeah. I wonder if that's, like, one of the requirements. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you make people sick to their stomach? Sold! You're it! You're in! You're the do cryptid. You, do you have an aura of foreboding? You're in. You're in. You're too nice, friend. You don't have an aura that freaks people out. I like that that implies that there's an interview process to become a cryptid. I love it. Kind of like in Beetlejuice where they have the afterlife service. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Where uh-huh. they have the front desk lady and they all have to wait in line. Yes. Yeah. Or like those TikToks. Which TikToks? No, it's like it's like the, the desk lady to let you into hell. Oh, yeah. The little pull, the pull tab. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, so he can fold his wings and walk with a weird shuffle that many witness compared to a penguin. Cute. I love that for him. When he flies, he unfolds his wings and shoots straight up with great speed, then levels out to go wherever he wants to. He is rarely <laughs> observed 
flapping his wings except for on takeoff. Witnesses have often described his flight pattern as straight up like a helicopter. Oh my gosh. Ew. <laughs> Just ew. He can fly much faster than any bird should be able to fly, as measured by those victims who suffered from what seems to be Mothman's favorite activity, chasing cars. He sounds like a little dog. I love that for Mothman. Yeah. He's like a moth, but instead of flies, he likes cars. Not flies. Uh, lights. He likes cars. Yeah. I think it's funny that at the beginning, they're like, we know he's described as Mothman, but he does not look like a moth. He is not moth. Um, we also got his description from Cryptids, like his wiki page. He has his own wiki page. I want my own wiki page. I want to be on a wiki page where Mothman is also there. Yeah. Or Bigfoot, you know? Yeah. How do I get that? How do we get invited to the party? Yeah. I don't know. I would like to be invited to that party, though. Same. That sounds like the best party. Yeah. All right. So we're going to get into the first sighting that we're going to talk about today. So it was on November 12th, 1966 in Clendon. West Virginia. I don't know. I've never been to West Virginia. It's fine. Um, a group of grave diggers working in a cemetery spotted something strange. I love that it's described as a group of grave yeah. diggers. <laughs> it sounds like a party. Yeah. Sorry, that's like so morbid. Um, they glanced up from their work as something huge soared over their heads. It was a massive figure that was moving rapidly from tree to tree. The gravediggers would later describe this figure as a brown human being. Which, first of all, that's a little problematic, sir. A little sus. Let's maybe not describe this. <laughs> no. Um, like, uh, they're probably just spooked. I should be nice to them, but, like, but it's a little problematic. Yeah, I mean, I feel like in if I were freaked out, I would probably say something that, like, later could be interpreted as weird. <laughs> because it itself was weird. Yeah, like, how else are you supposed to say it? But then, I don't know, maybe they were trying to be weird about it. I guess. They were just trying to make a point. Uh Like, guys, listen. (laughs) It was weird. Exactly. So, uh, three days later, after the initial report, um, in nearby Point Pleasant, Western Virginia, two couples noticed a white-winged creature about six or seven feet tall standing in front of the car that they were all sitting in. Eyewitnesses Roger Scarberry... I love that name. And Steve Mallett told the local paper, the Point Pleasant Register, that the beast had bright red eyes about six inches apart and a wingspan of 10 feet and the apparent urge to avoid bright headlights of the car. Not very moth-like if you ask me. Yeah, but maybe he's smart enough, you know? No, like he doesn't want people to see his face. See his face or get hit by said car. True. Because I would be afraid of that. Do you think he's insecure of his face? Probably. Because there's been, like, a, only a few known sightings of his face, right? And when they do see it, they go into mass hysteria. I wouldn't yeah. want to be sharing my face. Is he trying to protect us from his face? Wow. He's a nice. true one. I don't know. I feel I'm a, I'm a soft spot for Malfam. I'm sorry. It's okay. All right. So, according to the witnesses, the creature was able to fly at incredible speeds, perhaps as fast as 100 miles an hour. All of them agreed that the beast was a clumsy runner on the ground. Which, like, same. Yeah. Me too. They knew this only because it allegedly chased their vehicle to the outskirts of town in the air, then scuttled into a nearby field and disappeared. What if he just 
wanted friends, you know? Like, he's not trying to chase you out. I'm sure that this was, like, horrifying in the moment, but it's so funny. It's really funny to imagine, just like Mothman. Because if he can go 100 miles per hour, he's not going full speed, probably. No, and the fact that he chose to run when he can't. <laughs> no. Like, he's a runner. He's a track star. <laughs> no. Ah. Um, by the way, if you want to know what Mothman looks like, I'll be posting a picture of him on our Instagram before the episode comes out so you guys can get an idea of what he looks like. Exactly. Alright, so, knowing how absurd this must have sounded to the local paper and his small Appalachian community in the 1960s, Scarberry insisted that the apparition couldn't have been a figment of his imagination. I mean, I get that. Yeah. Also, of course, he would live in Appalachia. That's where all the spooky stuff lives. Oh, yeah. So, like, it follows we him, could clearly. Do, we, if we wanted to, we could do a whole episode on just Appalachia. It's scary. It is. I don't think I would ever want to live there just because of that. I would go, but I don't think I would camp. You oh, know? no. Like, I think a nice, like, I think I hike. would stay in the cities. <laughs> Peace and love. The cities. And if I went out, it would be in the daylight. Yeah, not, not when it gets dark. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, um, our friend Scarberry insured the paper, insured the paper, assured the paper. If I hadn't seen it myself, I wouldn't have said anything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But there were four of us who saw it. So basically he's saying if he was alone and saw it, he probably would have just kept his mouth shut because he would be like, what the heck was that? No, but there was four, there was four people who saw it. So I get that. Yeah. I don't know. Because... What if he was, like, declared insane because they're, like, there's no way? Probably. I can see that happening because it was the 60s, well, right? I don't know if he'd be declared insane. Or people would just be, like, no, They'd bro. be, like, you stay away from his house, little Timmy. Like, don't ride your bike past his house. We don't know what's going on. 100%. So, the creature was sighted in many places across West Virginia and the surrounding states, but the largest number of sightings have happened near... The Old West Virginia Ordnance Works, an area known by the locals as the TNT area. So to go into the TNT area, that's where most of the sightings happen. And, like, you can take a tour on there, I think. Really? Um, I actually didn't know that. So they can, like, show you around. But Okay, um, now I want to go to West Virginia. We have to go. They have the Mothman Festival. Yes. Yes. And Point yes. Pleasant. There's an igloo in the TNT area. Built thick to prevent a chain explosion from the barreled gunpowder inside. Is it like an actual igloo, like ice, or Not, like is it just called an igloo? It's an igloo because it's like a, it's, it's like a, dome. a rounded dome. Okay, but it's like overgrown with like trees and stuff. Also, I'd like to apologize for my stomach. We're just gonna. Put Are that you in starving there. out here? Not starving. My stomach is just angry at me all the time. Oh, okay. Because I'm not feeling it in my upper stomach, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. It's like things are moving around. I don't know what's going on. Gotcha. It's angie. She's angie. <laughs> <laughs> West Virginia Ordnance Works is an abandoned munitions to the north of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, that dates back to World War II. The facility during its operations manufactured ammunition and dynamite. The surrounding area is mostly forest dotted with numerous grassy clearings and a thick concrete domes called igloos. Um, that were used to store barrels of gunpowder. The area is also riddled with abandoned tunnels, most of which have collapsed, been sealed off, or become flooded with water. Wild- a wildlife sanctuary, McClintic Wildlife Management, now encompasses the area. So, that answers your question about the igloos. Mm-hmm. It's, it's domed and there's a lot of them over there because it's a manufacturing 
area. Can for... you imagine coming across that in the woods, though? That would be spooky. That would be spooky. Especially, yeah, if you didn't know that was there. Yeah. I would pee my pants and walk the other way. Oh, yeah. Probably run the other way if I peed my pants. Probably. <laughs> You're like, I gotta go. I'm out of here. <laughs> so, in 1979, fishermen in the TNT area reported that chemicals have been left to seep into the ponds, causing it to be labeled an environmental disaster. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we love chemical spills. Yay! (laughs) By the year of 1983, the TNT area was among the country's most polluted sites. Oh my gosh, in the country. The country. We live in America where you can put anything anywhere. Pretty much, yeah. It was here in the TNT area on a cold night of November 15th, 1966, Three days after the first sighting took place, that two young couples would encounter this bizarre creature. Roger and Linda Scarberry were driving in Roger's black 57 Chevy Bel Air with Steve and Mary Mullet through the area around midnight when Linda noticed, unbelievably, two large glowing red eyes in the darkness beside the Old North power plant and screamed. They soon learned that these eyes belonged to something that looked frankly human. Ew. Disgusting. Yeah. About seven feet tall with wings folded against its back, Roger stalled in the road for a minute, inspecting the strange creature. The four realized immediately that their spectacle was no ordinary bird. Well, no. After thinking it looks no, like girl. a human. It's not a bird. Don't worry. They're like, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. Never mind. The true horror began. However, when the creature spread its wings and pursued them down the highway 62 to the Point Pleasant city limits at speeds exceeding 100 miles per hour. The four of them arrived in town, startled and confused, with no sign of the mysterious bird that had chased them. Roger parked his car at the edge of town, and they discussed their encounter, eventually deciding what they saw was nothing more than an aberrant bird. In an attempt to face their fears, they they again drove towards the TNT area. It wasn't long before they saw the creature again, apparently waiting on on them beside Route 62. Ew. Disgusting. He's like, okay. He's like, are they going to come back? Yeah, They better come back. They're going to come back. They're going to be so curious. Yeah, girl. <laughs> the couples now realize that their stalker was no bird. Again. Again. Yeah. That thing is not a bird. What bird is no, that No, they were definitely trying to reassure themselves. So, like, it can't be a scary man. Yeah. It's a bird. I don't know what this thing is. Yeah. Yeah. But in the instant that the car's headlights landed on the creature, it lifted vertically into the air with tremendous speed and disappeared above the tree line. Can you imagine seeing that? Like, your headlights hit this thing, and it's just, like, boom, no, into the you. air. Like, it vaults into the air. I think it would just stand there confused, you know? Like, I'd be like, oh. <laughs> Jaws open. <laughs> My finger gun's pointed at the area. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all see that? <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh loudly into the mic. Oh, my gosh. It's okay. It's okay. R.I.P. headphone users. Yes. <laughs> This time, when they arrived into town, they went to the Mason County Courthouse and told their story to Sheriff George Johnson, a deputy, and Deputy Miller Halstead. Two hours later, city police began investigating the area, only to return empty-handed. The next day, a press conference was held, and the local press began printing on the story, causing others to come forward with previous and future sightings. This was the major event that started it all. In the November 16th issue of the Point Pleasant Register, the strange encounter would be brought to the public eye with the headline, Couple sees man-sized bird, creature, something. Yeah. I love that for a headline. That is really funny. The strange encounter in the TNT area was a harrowing experience for everyone involved, and on the morning of November 16, 1966, Linda Scarberry was rushed to the hospital by her father after experiencing a nervous breakdown. On the phenomenon, Roger Scarberry stated, I'm a hard guy to scare, but last night... 
I was for getting out there. I was for getting out of there. Yeah, this man wanted to leave. He said, get out. Yeah. And his West Virginia, let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. This is, that story was, like, one that I knew really well. Mm-hmm. Because, again, this is, like, the famed sighting of Mothman. But the fact, so at the beginning it said that she, one of the witnesses, like, looked into the darkness and saw glowing eyes mm-hmm. in the distance and she screamed. The f- okay, so if I saw glowing red eyes in the distance, I don't think my natural reaction would be to scream. So it makes me wonder if it was like his kind of aura that we were talking about yeah. earlier, the like sense of fear that he puts into people, or if she saw like the outline of him as well. Maybe. I don't know. I guess it just kind of depends on the person. and like, Yeah. Because if I see red eyes in the distance, I'm going to be like, oh, it's like probably a coyote or something. No, I would just stare at it and be okay. like, what am I That's true. At? I would probably stare at it and be like, hello? Because <laughs> red eyes? I don't eyes? think I would scream right away, though. Because usually animals don't have red eyes. That's true. Like, they're, they're the naked like, eye. reflective. So you just kind of like, I would sit there. night, though? Yeah. Okay. They don't usually shine red, though. I don't think. I, they kind of do, like reflective. Okay, I'll show you a picture later. Okay, thank you. <laughs> maybe I'll put it. Maybe I'll put one on the Instagram too, so you guys can understand. See what Emily's explaining. see what we're talking about. Either way, You'd I'd stare at it for a while, and I'd be like, "Is that a bear?" Yeah, girl. <laughs> With this initial contact, and according to written reports, Mothman would be responsible for a host of strange sightings and events in Point Pleasant and the surrounding areas. Lurking outside homes, chasing cars, and stealing pet dogs. Not so, puppies. No, this is where... Okay, I love Mothman, mm-hmm. right? We've established this. Yes. Um, this is where I hold a vendetta. You can't be stealing dogs. I am the dog person. Yes. Um, I will not tolerate this. We don't This tolerate. will be hard for me to report on, friends. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stealing dogs, you say? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the day before Mothman stretched his leathery wings above the couple's car, it's possible that he may stop at Newell's... Pa- Newell? Newell? Yeah. Newell. Newell. Patri- Newell? <laughs> Partridge's home in Salem, West Virginia. This account is chronicled in John Keel's book, The Mothman Prophecies. That's an amazing title, by the way. Yeah. I want to read it. Um, it's also a scary movie, I believe, because there are a bunch of reviews of, like, it's this creepiest horror story. It's so creepy. So, like, I would everyone go give it a try. Yeah. It doesn't hurt to try everything me, once. Me and Emily definitely want to watch it. For sure. All right. So, he tells of a German shepherd named Bandit who bolted into the woods after two glowing red circles. Partridge says he looked for Bandit but found nothing but paw prints going in circles and then vanishing. We'll never know if this was the true birth story of Mothman. The two glowing red circles may not be a Mothman. What? Okay. So basically, it's saying that the two glowing red circles aren't necessarily Mothman. Could be the Jersey Devil for all we know. It could be. But but also, like, animals have reflective eyes. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but it does say that Bandit's story would have never surfaced without the frightening tale of Scarberry's close encounter. Yeah. Which is so sad. Like, he sounds very cute. A German shepherd named Bandit? What a guy. What a sweetie. I want to him. I don't know. It's not uncommon for wild animals to attack dogs. Yeah. It's not uncommon for 
for dogs to run after them because they're like, what is that? They're all fun animal friends. Yeah. So. Or it, it was trying to be protective. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but also, that's a big dog. A male German Shepherd, that's a big dog. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like a little. No, because I feel like, at least in these parts, it's more common for small dogs to be attacked. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It depends on the animal, but for the most part, the smaller ones are easy to go to. Like here, because we live in Arizona, anything will snatch up your your little bunny rabbits, your small dogs. It could have been a bear. If it was like a mama bear, for sure. It's just weird that there was no... But I feel like he would have heard a bear. Well, and it's weird that there's no evidence of where the dog went. No, it's just... And the fact that it was walking in circles, to me, that almost implies that he was flying. Right? It, it was because otherwise he would have seen Mothman tracks. True. True. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. And then if it was a bear, he would have seen bear tracks. Yeah. Unless they painted the story to look like a Mothman thing. Which I'm always going to say, no, it's true. It happened. Yeah. Even if it, like, always wasn't what they wanted it to be, like Mothman or Bigfoot, mm-hmm. these things really could have happened to them, and there's just no way of yeah. explaining what actually happened. It could have been a lot of things. Again, like, where was this one? I believe it was West Virginia. Yeah. Okay, so it was Appalachia. That could have been a number of spooky things. Yeah. They have, uh, they have a lot of spooky. Don't they have Windy Boys up there? They have Windy Boys. And I think they have Flesh Runners, too. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Okay. They also have like feral people oh true in the woods up there this is what we mean by there's a lot going on in appalachia Mm -hmm. Uh, spooky okay we need to move on (laughs) (laughs) all right emily take it away um so changing directions uh many locals believe that mothman lived in a vacant nuclear power plant on the outskirts of town cozy we love that. <laughs> and an area once home to a top-secret government facility where nuclear weapons were tested. Was the Mothman some product of government tampering? A mm-hmm. winged manifestation born from weapons testing. Uh, which was really interesting. I just wanted to put... That is interesting. I want to put that one in there just because I love a good government conspiracy. Yeah. Not that I necessarily believe it. I just think that there's a lot of unknown when it comes to nuclear things. Mm-hmm. And, like, not many people are very well-versed in that side of things, so I just think it's natural to be, like, ah, it was radiation. Made him crazy. You're, like, made a creature. I made a creature out in these woods. Like, I just don't think that... I don't think that's possible. Peace and love. I don't think so either, but it's fun It is to, an interesting idea, though. Yeah. Like, secret military weapon testing. Because is it even proven that radiation can... Like mutate, mute, whoa, mutate animals. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm gonna be completely honest. I don't know much about it at all, if okay. anything at all. Well, me neither. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it's like a fun little. I'm really a skeptic out here right now. I apologize. We love a good skeptic. Okay, <laughs> it's fun to pretend, but we also need to come back to reality. Yeah, it probably wasn't because of some nuclear testing. Probably not. That's not what nuclear testing is. He's probably just been here. Could you imagine? He's been here forever. Yeah. Just waiting. Kind of like Jersey Devil slash Bigfoot. Like, there's been... Yeah. There's been stories about them forever. Forever. I can't wait till we get into Bigfoot. I'm just Me too. Out. We kind of decided that's probably going to be Emily's birthday episode, other Emily's birthday episode. Because I love Bigfoot with my whole entire yes. existence. 
I will stand by that Bigfoot. We jokingly said recently that I'm, I'll be Mothman for Halloween and Emily will be Bigfoot for Halloween. Exactly. I think it'll be a party. It will be. I have no idea how to make a Mothman costume. It's just like a ghillie suit with the wings and red eyes. Bigfoot? I'm not a big person. I'll just have to wear like furry shoes that are a couple onesie, sizes maybe? too big. Yeah, my gorilla onesie, but like make it brown. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You know? <laughs> anyway. Anyways. I'm really excited about this next story because it's actually one that I've never heard of. So, this one is about the Silver Bridge Collapse. It's a bit, um, it's on the sad side, but I'll explain it. Okay. So, the main street in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, led straight to an Ivar Chain-style suspension bridge named the Silver Bridge, based on its aluminum paint that went across the Ohio River to Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to say it. The bridge was built in 1928. Locals would cross it on a daily basis, sometimes several times a day. At 5.05 p.m. on December 15, 1967, exactly 13 months after the first Mothman sightings, the bridge was full of cars, many of them Christmas shoppers, which suddenly it began to shake. Ooh. Yeah. That's they, not good. Yeah. They heard the low moaning of the metal and then a loud screech. No. Mary Hare was a newspaper reporter who wrote articles about the Mothman and was a close friend of John Keel, writer of the Mothman Prophecies. They teamed up to interview witnesses of the Mothman on November 19, 1967. She told Keel, I I had a terrible nightmare. There were a lot of people drowning in the river and Christmas packages were floating everywhere in the water. It's like something awful is going to happen. When Keel returned to Point Pleasant around Thanksgiving 1967, People in the area were having dreams and nightmares about an oncoming disaster. Virginia Thomas had them about people dying in the water of the nearby Ohio River. That's really weird. It gets That's weird. really weird. Yeah. So were these people, were they just citizens or were they people who had sighted Mothman before? They're just or both? Average Joes. You know, okay. well, um, the person that worked with Keel, the author of the Mothman Prophecies, mm-hmm. um, he was talking to a lady who reported on it, I think. Okay. Um, but yeah, everyone was like having these weird like daydreams. That makes, ooh, that weirds me out because of Mothman's like supernatural properties slash mm-hmm. abilities. Yeah. Ooh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so in an interview, Bridge Collapse Survivor, spoiler alert. <laughs> Charlene Wood said, when I got to the traffic light here in Point, Ple- Point Pleasant, I got the red light. When it changed, I started going up into the bridge, and just about at the time, the bridge started shaking. She heard a loud noise and thought a boat had hit the bridge underneath. She reversed her vehicle as the bridge began folding inward on itself. Oh my gosh. With her tires stopped on the ledge where it broke off. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's horrifying. So she Oh, like, I have a new fear unlocked. What? You haven't been afraid of bridges before? I was, but now I am so much more. Trust me, I'm afraid of everything. Okay. <laughs> Hence the paranoia. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the bridge collapsed into the water below. 46 people sadly died. Nine were injured and two victims were never found. Oh my gosh. Making it the worst bridge accident in American history at the time. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, it's scary bad. That's horrifying. So for days, rescue workers pulled smashed cars and bodies from the river. Oh, man. Debris littered the water. The tragedy had happened on the coldest day of the year. I was thinking about that, too. When you said December, I was like, oh, no. In Ohio? In Ohio? Yeah. No. 
The Department of Transportation conducted a detailed investigation of the collapse and found the cause to be a small point inch or 2.5 millimeters deep defect on the 13th steel pin eye bar on the bridge that was improperly manufactured. Oh my gosh. 2.5 millimeters. That's crazy. Yeah. That's insane. The silver bridge was also nearly 40 years old, poorly maintained, and for many years had been carrying far more traffic than it was designed for. Because, like it stated earlier, people, people were, were using going, this. Yeah, like all the time. Yeah. Um, the Silver Bridge was later replaced by the Silver Memorial Bridge, which was completed in 1969. That's nice, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the historical event of the Silver Bridge collapse impacted the Mothman urban legend. With the town busy grieving and mourning their loved ones, they no longer gave their attention to the creature sightings. The Mothman seems to vanish, and there were no more sightings at the time. With all the sightings happening around from November 15th to 1966 to December 15th, 1967, and then suddenly stopping. It seemed as if it was all building towards the event. Ooh. This is where it gets spooky. Ooh. A couple sightings of Mothman were said to have occurred near the bridge before the incident. Rumors eventually spread that the bridge collapse was connected to the Mothman in some way, and that he could have been warning or giving a dark premonition. Ooh. This was the beginning of Mothman being associated associated as an omen of doom. Mothman eventually began being reportedly seen all over the world before tragedy stuck and the creature went from small town to folklore to global monster icon. Wow. Okay, so before at the beginning, Mm -hmm. he was described as like a giant owl man guy. Mm -hmm. Aren't owls some sort of like bad omen? I'm not sure. Or are they good omen? I can't remember. I think it depends on where you're from and what you believe. That makes sense. Because I see Owl as a wise creature because Winnie the Pooh. Amen. Hallelujah. I love him. Yes. Um, yeah. It is something interesting to consider, though. That was one of the first things I'd ever heard about Mothman was this incident. Really? Because he's, like, the premonition of evil and, like, people claim to have seen him on that day near the bridge, like I said. Oh, my gosh. And so people just, like, associated him with, like, bad omens. That's insane, but, like, the fact that all of these sightings, like, led directly to this, and then people were getting dreams about it, and the Mm -hmm. fact that this man has, like, paranormal abilities. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's insane. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, for a really, really long time, there were no sightings at all. Just because, like... Yeah, I wonder if people were just, like, not really paying attention to it, or if he, like, literally wasn't as active for a bit. I, I don't know. It's kind of like a chicken or the egg. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Was right. Mothman created by this or did Mothman create this? Mm-hmm. So the next sighting we're going to get into was actually from 2021. That is so super recent. And it's from a Chicago Aviation Department employee. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So he says, I wanted to relate a possible sighting of the Chicago Mothman that I had on April 15th, 2021. That was not that long ago. That was like a year ago. Yeah. That's crazy. So it was at approximately 9 p.m. at Chicago O'Hare. I initially was not going to report this and had kept it to myself for fear of someone thinking that I lost my mind and was seeing things. I don't blame him, honestly. Yeah. That changed when I read the sighting that was posted on Facebook about the gentleman who had the Mothman sighting not even two blocks from where I work. The sighting prompted me to look up your website and then eventually send this to you. 
I should mention the website is Singular14. They do, like, paranormal stuff. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it'll make more sense as I'm reading this piece in love. All right. I work for the Chicago Department of a- Aviation at the office located on the airport grounds. I have worked there for about nine years and have previously worked at the airport in another capacity for five years prior. I know the airport like I know the palm of my hand, and I have heard stories people tell about all the strange going-ons that happen with surprise frequency. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. It's scary that it happens that often. It really is. My sighting happened after I stayed late to catch up on work and had left about 9 p.m. As I walked out of the building into the parking lot, I heard what I could only describe as wings fluttering. Kind yeah. of like when you hear a bird is going to take off or land. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Mm-hmm. I dismissed it as just geese as the report had as the airport has literally hundreds of them that hang around doing whatever geese do. Yeah. What followed was a loud screech, nothing like a goose's honk, but a very, very loud ear-piercing screech, like what you hear when a train is applying its brakes. Ooh. I hate that description, though. Yeah. But it was different as it went from a higher octave to a lower octave and then higher again. I know it was not the train, as the train tracks are on the other side of the airport, about three or four miles away. Ugh. That's spooky. That is spooky. The fact that it was higher and then lower and then higher. Like it changed its pitch over and over again. Yeah, that's not a train, Mama. No. And the train was far away. <laughs> oh my gosh. The train's just taking us past this, for some through reason, the airport. This report really gives me the heebie-jeebies. Well, and it's, like, recent, which is weird. It is, and just how he describes it is really chilling. Yeah. So he says, I saw this thing emerge from around the trees. It was illuminated from behind the warehouses that were across the road, and it must have been seven to eight feet tall and was black. About this time, a large truck was coming down the road, and it shot into the air and was gone in the matter of a second. I stood there for three seconds, too afraid to move. When I finally came to my senses and practically sprinted for my car, mm-hmm. I could not get into my car fast enough. And as I closed the door, I heard the screech again. I turned on my car and left as quickly as I could. Good job, homie. That is Good true job. fear. You don't stay. You don't stick around to find out what it is. No, but also the fact that he zoomed away right when the truck turned the corner. Mm-hmm. The headlights thing. Oh, it's yeah. It's so consistent. It is. Ooh. Also, you probably didn't want to get hit, as you said. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm not one for over-exaggerations, but I felt almost as if I was being stalked. I felt sick to my stomach for two to three days after that encounter, and it took just as long for the feelings of paranoia to finally go away. It was a feeling of utter and complete hopelessness that disturbed me the most, and it helped contribute to my hesitancy of telling someone. I didn't even tell my boyfriend of this until after I had decided to send this to you scary that is scary and just like how they describe the feeling mm-hmm. uh-uh no thank you that's a dementor attack mama <laughs> they're coming at you to suck your soul right the fact that just like the description of like all happiness mm-hmm. had left like utter hopelessness they feel sick they just also, are scared just to put this out here mm-hmm. that the description of the feeling that this person gave is consistent with the feeling People have gotten when they have encounters with demonic entities. Yeah. And 
Uh, I don't know so how I that, feel. That makes me wonder if possibly he has demonic ties like our friend the Jersey Devil. They're brothers. They're brothers. <laughs> <laughs> and they were brothers. And they were brothers. Oh, that one sticks with me. I still yeah. love Mothman, though. I think I would love to see him. Honestly, I don't think I would really mind. I think I'll just stare and be like... Oh I'd be like, gosh. oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's him. i ask for an autograph. <laughs> You're like, oh, oh, please? You plot your no, t-shirt? No, i probably just stand there and be stupid and then get killed by Mothman. Has Mothman ever killed anyone? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think he just likes chasing cars. Bigfoot hasn't either that I know of. <laughs> like, he's definitely tried, but I don't think they've Didn't ever... Didn't the one in Alaska, like, destroy people? Oh, wait, you're right. I was like, Emily. Okay, for reference, there's a documentary or docuseries on Discovery Plus called Alaskan Killer Bigfoot. It's very good. It's really good and cheesy. Really good, It's though. like a comfort show. It is. Like, it's good to just sit down and watch. And it's about this village. It's, like, in... Alaska, and it's just really good. I recommend it. It is watch. really good, but it they have reports of people being ripped apart, and there like being no blood and stuff because yeah. that's what supernatural creatures do, Mama. Mm-hmm. So I don't so, know. It yeah. just makes me wonder if there are missing people that can be related to Mothman. Maybe we just and we just don't don't know, know what to look for. I don't know. Maybe he's just into the chasing. Thing. And stealing dogs. We can't forget the dogs. dogs. No. Piece of garbage. What garbage? I can't forgive him for that one. He can chase cars, but like he can't steal dogs. He need we need to have um an intervention with Mothman. Someone yes. hail Mothman yes. with like the bat symbol or something. No, I don't think he likes lights. He's not a real moth. True, that's very true. He's a fake moth. <laughs> fake moth. <laughs> fake moth. Fake fan. He- poser. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm like, go ahead. I'm, I apologize. It's okay. We're just going to change gears a little bit. We're going to be talking about the skeptic side, what Mothman could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I got this off of Nerdist. I know. I read it. It's fine. We're moving on. <laughs> there are a number of possible explanations for the original Point Pleasant sightings. Those early reports frequently called the Mothman bird-like, with a focus on its red eyes. Some local scientists believed it to be nothing but a large heron. Dr. Robert L. Smith of West Virginia. That's a really big heron. Right? Like seven, seven eight, eight tall? Feet. Red yeah. eyes? Okay, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. I you're apologize. Good. It's fine. I'm getting heated. <laughs> um, so, Robert, Dr. Robert L. Smith of West Virginia University had a more specific theory. He believed locals had seen a large sandhill crane, a large bird with a 10-foot wingspan and red markings around its eye. The bird isn't native to West Virginia, but some occasionally make their way into the state. In PBS Mystery web series, Story, the host discovered that 28 sandhill cranes were spotted in West Virginia from January 2017 to August 2019. Not a ton, enough to make it very possible that what the good folks in Point Pleasant saw all those years ago. I guess. Like, I guess, but it's dark. And also, it is dark. How would they see the red? Glowing red eyes. And I don't think, even though that the red on the bird would definitely have some contrast, I don't think it would have that much contrast to see it at night, girl. Right? No. Like, and it's darker in the woods. I just, I don't know. I, it is a possible theory. I'll give him that. Yeah. 
I just like, mm. but cranes have a and very also, specific head shape, though. They're cranes. Yes. And you would look at it and be like, oh, that's a giant freaking bird. Well, they did say bird-like. And bird-like. also, they don't have an aura of evil around them. <laughs> it's I don't bird. know. Some people are really afraid of birds. <laughs> that's true. Others look at that theory even further. Speculated toxins from the nearby TNT area has mutated a sandhill crane. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> no. The mutation water. I'm being a skeptic about the skeptics. That's fine. <laughs> this would account for its possible glowing appearance and large size. Another bird with glowing red eyes could be the culprit is owls. Yeah. I said that really weird, but That's y'all okay. know what I meant. The night birds can have larger than expected wingspans for being so tiny, and their eyes glow red when caught in the light. It's possible that a large owl spooked a few residents one night, and a legend was born around it. I don't know how I feel about that one. I don't know either, because... (sighs) Okay, so, like, even when people are scared, they're not that stupid to be like, it was seven feet tall, it shook me like a doll. It shook me like a doll. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know. I get it. Like, it's definitely possible theories that, like, eh, it's just a big bird. Yeah. But, like, just with how consistent the reports have been and the weird sounds and the weird feelings, the feelings are, like, what gets me because that's hard to chalk up to a bird. Yeah. I mean... I get spooked by literally everything, but so it, it kind of depends on the person, I guess. I don't, but Emily, I don't think that puts you into hysteria. Yeah, it could put me into hysteria. Okay, never mind, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, hold on. I shouldn't assume. We both know why I work at Undisclosed Bakery. <laughs> and I get put in hysteria every day. That's okay, it's just purgatory. It is purgatory. It's fine. I don't know. I would, Mothman is one of those things where... Do I fully believe to my core that it is real? No. Do I want to believe that it's real? Absolutely, because that's so funny. I love the idea of Mothman. Yes. So, also, this is probably a good time to explain why Mothman is kind of popular now. Mm -hmm. So, for a while, it was just, like, a legend that was mostly in West Virginia, as discussed. And, like, there's a whole Mothman festival down there. There's a Mothman statue, and it's shiny and silver, and it makes me laugh. And I need a picture with him! Yes, we really want to go to the festival one day. I want to so bad. Like, they have Mothman pizzas and, like, cookies. They have Mothman everything. They do, and I just want to go so bad. It happens in September, so if they do it, I'm going. Yes. Regardless. Road trip. Yeah. Can I'm not we driving. make it to West Virginia? Probably not. No, I would pass away simply yeah. because I'd have to sit in the car for that long. Oh, yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Cramps in the car? No, Ew. mama. No, mama. Cramps on the plane? Not as fun. Ugh. But at least we I guess fun. it's shorter. Yeah. Anyway, so it used to just be a local legend, but in my opinion, it kind of became mainstream because there was a BuzzFeed Unsolved episode on it. Mm-hmm. By the way, go watch it. Because it is so, so funny. funny. Is it is it good for the educational side of it? Not really. Is it entertaining? Absolutely. Yes. It is so funny. Yes. They definitely like have the same view as I do. It's like he just sounds like a funny little man. Yeah, he does. <laughs> a funny little man that's seven feet tall. Yeah. Um, With a huge wingspan. But after that is when 
like, I personally became very attached to Moppet. Mm -hmm. And then I started seeing a lot of merch come out from, like, Wicked Clothing, Hot Topic, stuff like that. Just, like... It's very, like, easy to find stuff on Moppet now. Like, it's up there with Bigfoot. Yeah. Which I really like. I think people have kind of just gotten attached to the lore of him. And I'm here for it. Same. We're here for Mothman. If you want some Mothman merch, like, 100% go look at Wicked Clothing. It's this cool little alt brand. I like them a lot. I love them. Um, I've even gotten some from Hot Topic. My boyfriend got me a shirt from Hot Topic because he loves me. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. But, yeah, that's that's Mothman. That is Mothman. I hope you guys now love him as much as we do. What a cryptid. That's all yes, I have to say about it. what a him. guy. He needs to get over the whole dog thing, and then we can be pals. Exactly. We'll have to talk to him about it. 100%. And then maybe about the whole aura of evil, the omen of evil thing. Maybe we can eh, work on that as well. I can look past that one. It's kind of charming. It is part of the charm. <laughs> what a charming man. <sighs> Thanks for joining us, guys. Um, For our next episode... I think we're gonna we're gonna do another true crime, mm-hmm. which I'm really excited for. It's been a while. We've been doing a lot of supernatural things, which is fine. I enjoy it. But I do too. we're gonna cover, I believe, Lizzie Borden. Yes. I love that case. It's so interesting. It's definitely an older one, but most of you have probably heard of it. A good I majority think. of you have probably heard it if you listen to any true crime. Yeah. So good. And if you haven't like Come listen anyway. It's going to be yeah. a good time. It's a really interesting case. There's a lot of theories about it. And you'll hear, hear our theories most likely. Yes. I've got some spicy ones. I feel like we're going to get heated. <laughs> <laughs> Emily and I will be fist fighting over the We're going to go toe to toe. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Thank Stay you. Stay spooky. Um, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, stay chronically ill. Stay chronically ill with your heating pads, friends, (laughs) just like us. Yes, maybe drink some water today. Yes, drink a whole glass. Yes, thank you so much for joining us, everyone, and don't forget to come back for Lizzie Borden. You're gonna love it, I promise. Yes. Goodbye. Goodbye.